Hello and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. I am here with some big end of term energy. I'm wheeling the TV in and we're going to watch a video. It's the second last day of term. Like it, it's such a great feeling that I'm one foot out the door vibe. It's a big part of going away. I'm going away to work, but I'm going away. And it's the going away that is like putting putting life on hold whilst we step through the door. I must say that tonight I'm running, but what does this mean for me? Because that is a question I get asked a lot. And when I'm talking about the astrology, obviously everybody likes the horoscopes because they like to know what it means for them. But also just with broader astrology, it's it's great to show you how it works, how things are behind the scenes. So I'll be doing that. Everybody who's signed up will get the recording automatically. If you want the recording otherwise, then you can there'll be a link on my website or Linktree or somewhere. And this, I'm doing this mainly to promote Learn to Predict. My course that is already out, it's got people on, but I want to like hype it up. And I have really <laughs> tweaked and re-recorded things that were annoying me and made it something so that I'm excited about sharing it with you that it just we've tidied it up and we've tidied it up and we've gone over it and we've tidied it up again because it doesn't the the big thing is don't give don't make it overwhelming I don't want you to look at it and be like god fuck no and I want I like being able to teach people things that's what I'm here for you know that's my my dharma maybe I don't know Felt, felt a bit wrong saying that. It's just what I do, isn't it? I'm a teacher. I'm coming to accept that. The more I understand my astrology, might not be the coolest, <laughs> but I am. I am a teacher. And I like being able to explain things in a way that people get. And I can. I know that I can teach people. I can do learn to read your birth chart in a week. I can. We do it. It's done. You get the fundamentals. And I with learn to predict, you as soon as you sign up, you get the videos. There's two Q&As in August, well, one live class and one Q&A, but four Q&As in September so we can ramp up and just do it intensively without getting distracted. And I think that's great. So you've got time to digest and then it's like, right, ramp it up, do your homework, look at your charts, think about things, ask your questions and off we go. So if you you are interested in, but what does this mean for me? Everybody's favorite question. All Learn to Predict is all the info is everywhere on on my website linktree newsletters and we'll crack on with this week now this week the big news the headline is the the final quarter moon which happens on lionsgate lionsgate i've had a few people message me be like what do you think is it real what's going on i don't i wasn't taught about it i find Gal sasson really informative about that i was on the joe dispenser retreat this time last year i've just remembered off offline completely. I, I I miss Lionsgate because we go to the monastery when you do Joe Dispenza retreat. You go off grid. So I missed it. But when I wrote cycles, I did say the internet's going to be full of it. And why is the internet full of Lionsgate? Because it's got numbers in and it's named after an animal. I believe. I think there's certain things that just take a hold of social media, and it's because they they grip people's minds. Because there's loads of things that happen astrologically or uh, astrologically, let's say, that to me seem like a bigger deal. Excuse me. That to me seem like a bigger deal, but we don't really talk about it. And I don't know. I'm not one to comment. I just saw Pam Gregory say it's a portal. It's very spiritual. It opens on the 28th of July and ends on the 12th of August. But 
it could also be Chinese. I mean, it's it, it is the 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 heliacal rising of the star Sirius and everything lines up over the pyramids of Giza. Is that it? Look, I'll stop talking about it because I don't want. There's no point in me talking about things that I don't know, but I don't know. And um, I think if you believe in something in a, on a quantum level, it, it exists. It's real. But I also feel that it is just taking a grip on social media because it's cool. It sounds cool. It's a bit like retrograde, you know, like Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde is a thing, but it doesn't need to be the thing that it is. It just is because it sounds cool and it's easy for journalists to write about and easy for people who don't know. Not easy, but enticing. It's enticing. It makes sense. We we all sense that something's changing. And I have to say, I always find it impossible to sleep this time of year, but I think that's because I've got Mars in Aquarius and the sun in Leo, a Leo and Aquarius opposites. When the sun is opposing my Mars this time of year, I'm always wide awake. Whenever I go to Wilderness Festival, I'm always doing yoga two in the morning, trying to calm down. Like I am electrified. And with Uranus on my moon at the minute, it's just epic level I don't I found the full moon just being like plugged into the main so I was getting in bed at night just wide awake wide awake all day functioning really well just really clear getting on it packing things I drove to Nottingham and back in a day on Sunday just like off we go and a lot of people who answered my polls you know I always put polls on Instagram like how did you find the full moon a lot of people saying not as tiring as usual I feel okay I feel charged (laughs) Uh, what Emma wrote can't sleep won't sleep which I related to because <laughs> some full moons you know there was a full moon conjunct Pisces a while ago and I was asleep eight o'clock I was like done over and out knackered game over whereas this full moon has been electric but if you want to talk about the full moon more we will do that on the separate call later on Lammas what was Lammas day yesterday again I don't know Lammas is it one of these things is it is it like Beltane, et cetera? Yeah. Is that what it is? I, I think that's what it is. Let's have a look. <laughs> I've just caught pictures of llamas. <laughs> Spelt it wrong. <laughs> what is llamas celebrated for? It's a festival in the liturgical calendar to mark the blessing of the first fruits of harvest, with a loaf of bread being brought to the church for this purpose. It's Blackberry vibes. That's what it is. Get your blackberries. Lammas is also known as Loaf Mass Day, a Christian holiday celebrated in some English-speaking countries in the Northern Hemisphere on the 1st of August. Well, there we go. Okay, so quick end of term, quick end of term week. Today we've had the moon in Aquarius opposing Venus. How is that? Fine. Irritating, potentially. Nothing exceptional. I got pissed on in the rain. (laughs) <laughs> I also saw someone say that this summer was definitely going to be hot because there were so many planets in fire. You're forgetting that Venus is retrograde. Square to Jupiter. <laughs> Lady. Um, eight years ago, when Venus and Jupiter were in Leo, it was boiling and stunning. And I remember there's a storm. Jupiter brings storms, he rules thunder, and I could see a rainbow, and it was beautiful again. It was exceptional. But 2007 was the year that Umbrella was number one forever in the UK. Umbrella, Ella, Ella, 2007. And 1999, I don't remember, but Venus retrograde seemingly bringing the shit weather. What did Venus retrograde do in Capricorn? I can't remember. In Gemini, in 2020, it was great. But you can you can do your own observations there. 
it may or may not be connected. It just occurred to me, I think I said last week or I wrote on Instagram, that I looked out the window and I just felt exactly like I did August 1999, which was my year nine summer. And I just, I didn't, I'd had a great summer 1998 and 1999, I just remember being like, what is this? Like, this is rubbish. Just gray, gray, gray August. And it just felt really deflating. And then I did the maths and thought, okay, 99, 2007, 2015, because Venus retrograde works in eight year cycles. I was like, that's it. It was just, it was just like an intuition or a feeling, a remembering that I've definitely looked out the window and felt this flatness before. And it was a lot of years ago. 24? 8, 16, 24. Yeah, my gosh. Moon enters Pisces later, which is surely going to help the rain. Surely not. Um, tomorrow, the moon will meet Saturn and oppose Mercury in Virgo and Mars in Virgo because the moon moves fast. I feel that I'm going to be dotting I's and crossing T's again because that was also a part of the full moon was Mercury in Virgo and Saturn in Pisces. That opposition of having your ticket having your ticket to the community, showing up to the community with the right attitude and a, an openness and a understanding of reciprocity. That's what that felt like or how I intuited it when we were doing the meditation on Monday. I, full moon in Aquarius, definitely about community, definitely about your relationship with yourself because we are looking at sun opposite moon and sun, the Leo energy is very much self, but it's also the relationship with ourselves, not just with everybody else. And, and, you know, maybe with our ancestors and the collective, not just on earth, Saturn in Pisces, but with Saturn and Mercury so tightly opposed and Mercury being communication and Saturn being boundaries, it felt like that there has to be some level of showing up. You can't just live off the state perhaps would be one way of saying it. Unless unless it's necessary in as much as you know some some people need help and need support the aquarius being the state the community but what is this mercury saturn opposition at the full moon saying about how you communicate what you write down what you say what what do you bring to the party and what do you take from the party and sometimes you bring more than you take and sometimes you take more than you bring that's normal that's why we have the community because we're all up and down at different times but there's definitely a level of commitment and what was interesting is only the people in the cosmic club were at my event and that felt really safe it felt everyone communicated more openly everyone's getting to know each other now and I really sensed what building community is you know I live in a community and now I run the community and I love community I've got Martin Aquarius and Sun Uranus vibes I, I love people and bringing people together but but if you're bringing people together you're leaving some people out which is the unacknowledged unacknowledged definition of community in a way which is from a numerology perspective it's very six you know six is our beehive and you can fuck off our family not yours are you part of this family now you know when you let the the new boyfriend in and they have to they have to be accepted by the family, but they might not be accepted by the family. Six, community. Community is chosen family, isn't it? Chosen boundary, chosen home. 
chosen connection. And so with the Mercury Saturn, I do think that question um, about maybe the authenticity or just the acknowledgement that you got to be in it or you got to be out of it. And if you're not playing nicely, are the repercussions? That's just one idea. And I'm just seeing it again when I look at Thursday and I see all the Virgo placements and the Moon in Pisces and Saturn in Pisces. It just feels like ah, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm going to go to wilderness tomorrow because I feel like I might be doing odds and ends. I feel like I'm maybe if I do go, I'll go late or I'll go on Friday because I'm going to be Virgoing, busybodying, uh, you know, busy, busy looking after my health, prioritizing that kind of stuff. So I think that's for all of us. You know, there's a an element of organization and planning and doing the fine details so that you can enjoy Friday, enjoy your weekend when the moon sextiles Uranus. When's it doing Jupiter? I've missed that. Oh, there is sextile Jupiter on Thursday, but later in the evening. So yeah, maybe maybe I will go tomorrow evening, moon sextile Jupiter and have some fun and enjoy some freedom. Moon conjunct Neptune is Friday. That's, you know, drunk vibes, dancing, 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 dancing. Moon in Pisces. I said that last month. And then the moon moves to Aries. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that. Although when I went skiing, the moon was in Aries and then moved to Taurus. Um, but Jupiter was in Aries when I went skiing. <laughs> now we got the moon in Aries. Feisty. Do we want feistiness? We want fire. We've got the moon in Aries and the sun in Leo. We would expect some sunshine, wouldn't we? So that's Saturday, moon trying sun. Is that fun? Should be. That's harmony. It's definitely like energetic. This is not the energy for doing nothing and sitting around. If, you, if you're in, I imagine you'll be active because the Aries moon is active and the sun in Leo is active. And well, the sun is moving to slowly, slowly to square Uranus and square Jupiter. When is moon square Jupiter? Sun square Jupiter. Excuse me. I meant sun. The sun is moving because the, the, the moon never moves slowly. The moves, moon's always moving fast. The sun is in Leo, which is a fixed sign. And we have Jupiter and Uranus currently in Taurus, which is a fixed sign. And the sun in Leo is moving to square Jupiter and moving to square Uranus. And the sun squares Jupiter on Sunday. That's a day for, potentially for overdoing it. But it, it's also party vibes. It's definitely like frustration. I think... If you're not doing what you want to be doing, there's an element of frustration because that's how fire behaves. Fire isn't patient, fire is intuitive. It wants to do, it wants to act, it wants to make it right. You know, hot. And we do have Saturn in Pisces giving us a nice cool backdrop and loads of rain. And Jupiter, an earthy, patient Taurus. Can we harness our patience? Can we, can we use the Leo sun and the Jupiter in Taurus for creativity instead? You know, we, we've also got Venus in Leo and she's moving retrograde and she also will square Uranus again and square Jupiter again. Those dates are on my website and my blog. So we are looking at Taurus is so creative about making things and gardening and very practical, maybe into materials, into your clothes, editing your wardrobe, fixing, fixing up your clothes. I, I sewed a button on something the other day. Very Venus retrograde square, squaring off the old. Well, it was just Venus retrograde at that point. Like probably I was regenerating it from the dead. I was in the Pluto transit. But yeah, do you get the picture? And Leo is very colorful. So there's something there. And like, how can you be, rethink your colors, rethink your creativity, 
And if you are feeling inspired to do something, don't just put the telly on. It's not a, it's not a weekend for telly, I don't think. And unless you're going to see Barbie and then you want to have a big debate about it with your mates, which, by the way, I do with you. I forgot about that. I should have done it straight away when I got out of the cinema. Just been like, what? <laughs> the ending of the film was perplexing. Mm. And it's good. You know, I saw a clip today about like men in the 90s telling women they should stay at home and cook and clean. I've shared it to my Instagram stories. If you maybe you saw it, it was from Mother Pucker. She shared it on, she posted it and I shared it. And wow. <laughs> wow, like women shouldn't be getting ahead of themselves. They should all be at home. So it is it is worth celebrating that that isn't the only narrative put out. How much did we listen to that? Was that outdated in the 90s? I just don't even know. Like I remember when I watched the Britney thing. What was with it? Free Britney. I couldn't believe the way they treated her and we thought it was normal. I remember reading Heat magazine all the time. I, I knew that celebrities were slated. I knew that it was part of life. But looking back, it's like cringe. Really cringe. The 90s were cringe. But also excellent. And we missed the 90s. <laughs> and because they were fun. Sugar babes. Uh, sugar, the sugar babes were more 2000, were they? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys know more than me. But... There's an idea for you. So if we carry on, if we look at the weekend, yeah, I mean, Sun Square Jupiter is an exciting one on Sunday. It's late in the evening, but it could be really fun, but don't overdo it. And if you're feeling frustrated, acknowledge your frustration without blaming other people, perhaps. <laughs> if you can, what you see in me is a reflection of you. Remember that. Okay. I know it's annoying, but kind of where we're at. A moon square Pluto, moon square Pluto, Sunday night, Oof, not into that, but very, very into the Taurus moon. So yeah, when it comes to Barbie, again, just to round that up, I think, did you love it? There were funny bits. I thought the ending was ridiculous. I thought that a lot of it was cliche. I didn't understand the hype. I think it's too much hype. Do you know what I thought this morning? You know, when a life coach is just like, I'm going to transform your life. And then all the people who are in the cult of the life coach are like, oh my God, this person changed my life. Just pay them 30 million pounds. And then it's like, you know, the coaching pyramid scheme where the coaches who are being trained by the coach want the their teacher to like them. So they're like sharing testimonials in the hope that their teacher will share their story. You know, and I play into this. So I mean, I'm not a million miles away. So I, I appreciate the hypocrite warning and what I just said. What you see in me is a reflection of you. I, I, I am fully aware. But still, it is a bit that marketing. But marketing works. Marketing does work. We live in a world of marketing where if you tell people something, you know, if you send an email seven times, the, the people are going to want it. And... You know, it's very curious. And and perhaps that's part of the Venus in Leo, because if anything is a, a, a marketing career, is planets in Leo. That's what I've noticed over the years. But Leo's, Venus Leo's, Moon's Leo, anyway, like PR, marketing, Leo is really there because you're celebrating people and you're, you know, you celebrate and it's energetic. And, and Leo is fundamentally creative, colorful, great ideas. So there is that. But 
it, it is amazing what a marketing machine can do to a movie that is essentially crap. I bet I don't go to the cinema. I bet there's some really, really sophisticated, clever movies out there that just aren't being talked about because they're not by a brand. <laughs> and also I find the plastic thing interesting because everyone's like, we hate plastic, but we love Bobby. I thought that was interesting. And and it's amazing how our brains just go, oh, it's not the same, not the same, not the same. I'm not going to have that conversation right now because not the same. But it is. Plastic is shit packaging. Everybody's getting the packaging being like, oh, look at me, I'm in a Barbie box. Great. I thought I thought we were doing eco. <laughs> Did we forget? <laughs> and it's jarring. I know it's jarring to hear things that don't fit in with the mainstream propaganda. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I need to go on holiday. I apologize. But I, you know, I also think there were great bits. The set was too pink for my liking. I don't I didn't enjoy looking at it. It was too bright. I didn't it annoyed me. But I never liked Barbie, so who am I to judge? Margot Robbie's fit. There were some funny moments. I like the songs. Ryan Gosling's amazing. You've got to go and watch it. It is, if anything, something to talk about. It's very provocative. It's it, I love that it's gripping the Venus retrograde, gripping as in part of it. It's part of the Venus retrograde and everybody's everybody's discussing it and that everybody's getting something different from it. And that yeah, essentially, yes, we do it's it's very feminist and slightly sexist. But 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 isn't it still it's still great that people the fact that people are talking about it says it's got something, doesn't it? Everybody wants to have a commentary on it, but maybe is that not a broader sign of the times? The way we've all got to have our We've all got to like jump on certain bandwagons. It's the same when terrible disasters happen in countries that the media decide are important and disasters happen in countries where the media don't care and we hear nothing of it. And and again, maybe it's like with the Philip Schofield and Holly thing where certain stories just grip the headlines because they match the astrology. But also, are we acknowledging Pluto and Capricorn, the bigger political powers, the bigger, the bigger picture that we aren't aware of that is pulling strings and focusing our attention in a certain direction as the mere minions? How far do we go with understanding that? Where where is our attention being directed now? Um curious times because I just remember at the beginning of 2020, just knowing that the astrology was bad, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, as soon as I was presented with something that matched the astrology, I was like, yep, this is it. And I didn't realize there were deeper implications and ramifications behind money, corruption, governments, elites. And perhaps perhaps now there's, there's always the possibility that there's something that we aren't aware of, isn't there? And I just I find that curious and worth talking about. Okay, bored myself. Monday, the moon is in Taurus. Eventually, depends where you are in the world, you know, time time zones and that. Sexel Saturn, Trine Mercury, love that. Love that. I don't love the moon square Pluto, but hopefully that'll be done on Sunday where you are in the world. <laughs> and yeah, love, love that. Very productive Monday, much like Monday this week, I think. Get on with it, crack on. Tuesday, we have the Lionsgate and we have this zesty quarter moon which is 
putting me on the plane and get me out of here. I like it. I, I'm here for it. Why am I here for it? Moon is exalted in Taurus. It's when our emotions feel calm. It's when we feel secure. We have a nice bath. We eat a chocolate bar. We savor it. The weather is nice. Even if it's raining, you feel the abundance of nature. Rain is great. You know, into every life, some main, rain must fall. I thought that earlier. I was running in the rain earlier. I thought rain's fucking great. Why are we moaning about rain? Rain is so, so good. I, I, it's better than just grey, I think. You know, grey weather is 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 depressing, but rain is rain is great. But I, I appreciate some people don't like it, but I love it. And I love the grass being green. Summer's where everything gets scorched. It upsets me. Okay. Moon conjunct Jupiter, best day of the month always. If you're electing something and you don't have any astrology knowledge, but you just want to kind of choose in between a few things, moon conjunct Jupiter is always great. Moon square the sun, letting go, letting go of whatever began um, when. <laughs> so the full moon was in Scorpio 2022. The first quarter was February 2022. The new moon was 2021. So whatever began at the new moon in Taurus 2021, some manifestation of that, I must look up what was going on for me. New moon in Taurus 2021. Early month. Really curious. Really curious. Because it's it's interesting that I'm moving out on that. And basically, this this the new moon was on my moon, probably. That new moon in Taurus 2021. Bear with, I shall tell you. So the new moon in Taurus 2021 was on May the 11th at 21 degrees of Taurus. And my moon is 23 Taurus. And here we are, the final quarter and I'm moving out on the day of the final quarter after this moon family. So the moon families, you look at the new moon, the first quarter is a is a challenge. The the full moon is a is a big manifestation, something comes to light, and then the final quarter off you go. It's a chance to close the door. So that isn't that amazing. You go and find when the new moon was on your moon and, and watch how that story unfolded. Moon conjunct Uranus. Yeah, change. Off we go. And Wednesday, just briefly look at Wednesday. What's happening here? Moon trine Pluto. Venus square Uranus is Wednesday. Okay. So that's retrograde Venus square to Uranus. And that is part of a story. It is all on my website. All the dates of all the you know interactions because we've had to look at Venus go forwards and then backwards and then forwards again. And just like I've explained with that new moon, there are stories to all these planets. So with the moon, you're looking at the the growth and development of the moon and her lunar gestation cycle. And with with other planets, with Venus, Mars, we are looking at their interactions with one another. And if you want to understand more of what I talk about in the podcast, do come and do learn to predict because it's very simple. I've made it simple so that you get it. We have six Q&As. You've got all summer to watch the videos before I come back from my not jolly bags, though I do think they're jolly bags a little bit. Holly bags, holiday. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I wanted to do a code. So I haven't completely decided it yet. I haven't spoken to Heidi yet today. But as a thank you for listening to the end, if you use the code listener, listener, <laughs> I pronounced the T for some reason, listener, Listener, there will be a discount for you on Learn to Predict. And potentially, what I also thought is people might want to do Learn to Read Your Birth Chart first. So there'll be that too. <laughs> so you're just going to have to 
see. <laughs> because if I do learn to read your birth chart, there won't be any Q&As in it, um, which so I'll do. I'll just do a discount. But it, And you'll be able to join again if you when I run it again uh, in January, you can join again. But yeah, I just thought anybody who's listening to the pod has some time over the summer, decides to want to learn some astrology. It, that might be a nice thing to do. So it's it's all on me website and I'll do another pod explaining it if I need to be cryptic. Okay. And that's it. That is next week. I hope you enjoyed that ramble. I will be back. <laughs> I have no idea in all true Uranian fashion. I have no idea how busy I'm going to be in the Maldives. I have no idea how the internet's going to I have no idea if I'm going to have time to catch up. Maybe life will be exactly the same there as it is here. Potentially, it's the way the world is now. But I'm really looking forward to switching off and putting everything on holiday. And I hope you do too. If you do want to catch up, there are loads of courses and old podcasts and things to listen to. And we will be putting out bits, best ofs, summer, some summer snippets. Even if I just make a few more pods that are really short, but just that summer vibe um i hope the weather cheers up here it might do it might do for that venus square to jupiter jupiter stations retrograde at 15 taurus at the end of august that could get pretty hot about the 22nd just after the new moon so i hope i hope everyone has fun and gets their frocks on and makes the most of life before we go back to school metaphorically Thank you for listening to the Astrology Oddcast. I have been Francesca Oddi and I will see you soon.